0: from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 2nd of February, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. It seems that January is not only about welcoming the new year, but also countless international leaders. After the CELAC summit, President Fernandez spent most of his time in meetings with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, who arrived on Sunday the 29th and stayed for two days before heading to Chile and Brazil. For Schultz, the visit revolved mainly around securing certain materials for his country. In an interview with Grupo de Diarios America, a consortium of South American newspapers, he said that Germany wants to boost cooperation with Latin America on renewable energies, green hydrogen, and responsible trade in raw materials, while the tradition of economic exchange between Argentina and Germany is long, it was debilitated in recent years due to the interest of other powers, such as China, in Argentine resources. One of those is lithium, which comes as no surprise. Nowhere else in the world are there larger deposits than in Argentina, Chile, and Bolivia, and further processing of the mineral was proposed in order to work on a regional scale with value chains from Germany. The German automobile company, BMW, for example, currently extracts lithium from the salt pan Salar del Hombre Muerto in the Catamarca province. The other key topic in the agenda was the renegotiation and approval of the free trade agreement between the European Union and the Mercosur bloc. Both leaders want to make it happen as soon as possible, but the deal has been stalled for years. This week, the European Commission Vice President, Franz Timmermann, said the EU is hoping to finalize the deal in July before the next summit in Latin America. Speaking of international agreements, Argentina's Defense Minister, Jorge Taiana is negotiating with Brazil for the purchase of 150 armored vehicles. Parts of these vehicles are manufactured at the IVECO Factory in the province of Cordoba, which would boost production and facilitate maintenance. It will also improve joint maneuvering between military forces of the two countries. From the military to law enforcement, the police arrested the fugitive Mapuche leader, Facundo Junes Huala, in El Boson, in the province of Rio Negro. Junes Huala Had been a fugitive from justice in Chile since February 2022, accused of perpetuating arson attacks and for the illegal possession of firearms. He belongs to the Mapuche Ancestral Resistance, also known as ROM, which is a marginal group within the many Mapuche communities living in Argentina and Chile. They are dedicated to reclaiming indigenous lands, but are often known for their violent methods. Farther south, in the province of Ushuaia, authorities are concerned over an iceberg that calved off the Antarctic brunt shelf into the Weddell Sea and is currently in motion. The structure is 40 meters high, 40 kilometers wide, and 60 kilometers long, which means it has to be monitored to ensure it doesn't affect the route of the icebreaker Ara Almirante I- Route from Ushuaia to the Argentine bases in Antarctica. The Argentine Antarctic Institute is tasked with keeping Captain Carlos Recio posted. Speaking of posted, people are complaining that it's cheaper to fly to Argentina than to ship a package through the postal service. Travel writer Kyle Stewart published an interesting article on this subject in which he explains. His local UPS store in Pittsburgh, PA, Pennsylvania, charges about $1,000 to ship a small package of under 13 pounds with insurance. Meanwhile, the cost of a flight from the same city to Buenos Aires on no notice is about $1,300 round trip. In his article, Stewart proceeds to analyze the final cost considering the benefits he would get Such as miles and credit card points, which reduces the gap. It's a very interesting read overall, so we'll link the article in the show notes. On that note about traveling to Argentina, the city of Buenos Aires received 16 international cruise ships in the first two weeks of January, more than in pre pandemic times. This meant that more than 50,000 passengers passed through the cruise terminal, which represents an impressive growth compared to the 2018-2019 season. The cruise tourism season, which started in October and ends in April, foresees the arrival of almost 130 luxury liners in total, translating to around 350,000 passengers who spend an average of $90 per traveler. On the opposite side of growth, Argentina's economy contracted For a third consecutive month last November, compared to November 2021, a 2.6% rebound was registered, but the number still represents 0.7% decrease compared to October of 2022. That said, according to the data released by the INDEC, National Statistics Bureau, the economy grew almost 6% year-on-year between January and November 2022. Since we're on the topic of the economy, Moody's Investors Services, the bond credit rating business of Moody's corporation, harshly criticized Argentina's plan to repurchase $1 billion in overseas bonds. As they put it, the plan is the definition of default, as the operation comes at the cost of scarce foreign currency that is pressuring the country's external finances while doing little to support Argentina's repayment capacity in 2024 and beyond. However, the plan also triggered a jump in the nation's dollar bonds, which leaves some on Wall Street skeptical of the default designation. You know who is getting a big influx of foreign currency, though? The River Plata Professional Sports Club. On Tuesday the 31st, the Chelsea Football Club reached an agreement To sign the Argentine player and World Cup winner Enzo Fernandez for a British record of 121 million euros, about $131 million. While most of the money goes to Benfica, the Portuguese club where the ex River Plata star is currently playing, and which signed him last year for 10 million euros, River Plata will also receive about 32 million. Just a little over a month ago, the 22-year-old midfielder, received the award for Best Young Player of the World Cup. He is now the most expensive Argentine player in history and the sixth in the world. Speaking of local stars, the British newspaper The Economist published an article titled A New Generation of Argentine Musicians is Topping the Charts. The piece starts by analyzing the latest hits of Bizarrap, a 24-year-old producer who has amassed more than 6 billion views on YouTube and recently collaborated with the Colombian singer Shakira on a much-talked-about song. Then the economists proceed by unpacking how the handful of young Argentine artists have found global fame through the trap genre and the globalization of Latin music. will also Leave this link in the show notes. Unfortunately, we have to bid farewell to an Argentine artist who passed away this week. Actor Claudio da Passano, who you probably last saw on the film Argentina 1985, has died at 65, just a day after the same film was nominated for an Oscar. To end on a more wholesome note, the football star Lionel Messi gave his first interview after the World Cup win, in which he made a fan tear up with joy. During the interview with the Urbana Play Radio, the producers virtually brought Juliana Shantoro, who had been trying to connect with Messi for years, to give him a stamp her husband designed before his death. Tomás was a huge Messi fan who tragically passed away after a motorcycle accident in 2020, while Juliana was two months pregnant. Since then, she made it her mission to ensure that the star got the stamps as her last gesture for her late husband, which she finally accomplished this week. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com.